This is The Internship Show, where we interview heads of internship programs from the top companies in the world to learn more about what it means to be an intern for them and how to get hired. I'm Parker Pell, and on today's episode, we speak with Hoseta Coleman from Fifth Third Bank. Hoseta joined Fifth Third Bank in 2005. Her experience spans over 25 years in financial services, 20 of which have been spent in strategic human resources and leadership positions. She currently leads the University Relations Efforts Division at Fifth Third Bank. We will learn about Fifth Third's internship program and much more. Hoseta, thanks for taking the time today. I am happy to be here. So for all of our listeners, could you introduce yourself as well as your role at Fifth Third Bank? Certainly, Parker. Uh, I have the pleasure of uh, leading the university relations function uh, for Fifth Third Bank, which is really the early career portal to our organization. I've been with Fifth Third for almost 16 years. I've had an extensive career in financial services prior. Uh, and have had various functions and roles within the financial services industry and within first uh, and within fifth third uh, in the uh, HR division. And I've been in this new uh, role for about two years, and it's really one of my more exciting and the most rewarding opportunities that I've had at the bank. And you spoke about it. You've served in so many different HR leadership positions in your time with Fifth Third Bank. What experience have you brought into the, the internship and university relations space that you're able to utilize? I'm very passionate about uh, growth of an individual holistically. I approach my role and the role of um, presenting what Fifth Third offers to any potential talent around that holistic development, because I believe, and it aligns with just my moral compass, that uh, we're here to improve the lives of those that we serve in our communities. And as stakeholders and shareholders of an organization, we have to make sure we do our best job. So to do that, um, I've made sure that I've kept my skills sharp. I think that's incumbent to anyone to really learn your craft. understand not just sourcing talent, but what the roles of that talent will be uh, doing in the organization. Where can we give value? Ensuring that we really are connecting um, the true needs of an individual versus selling a product. Uh, And that's some of the things that I've kind of functioned as I coach individuals uh, around what makes a strong career in financial services. I'm very good at connecting talent and coaching talent up. Um, I I like to... uh, pat myself on the back that uh, it's important not only to help people do a good job as a function, but actually to build a trajectory for success for future. So part of that coaching is sometimes you have to help people see where they are not the best fit or where their skills need more development. And in the role that I currently have, I have a great opportunity to help students really see where do I best fit? How do I enhance my skills and where I really belong in order to take this organization to the next stage in our community and also take my career to where it needs to go. Certainly. And as you're coaching these students who you're interacting with through Fifth Third Bank, what are you telling them as to how to find their strengths or to really hone in on their craft? Because we've seen that so many college students, they may not know what they want to do or what their strengths are, but that's the purpose of an internship. Correct. One of the things that I tell students is you should be open to every experience. There is never too much interviewing. There is never too much of exposing yourself to new folks, new industries, new skill sets. 
So if you have not taken advantage and signing up on a wide breadth of exposure of opportunities, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So it's important to check out what is it like to be a financial analyst in agriculture? What would it like to be a financial uh, analyst in, in healthcare? What is it like in a banking environment? How does that play in the public sector? Because when you talk about it and say, I want to be a financial analyst, all of these areas have financial analytical needs. So it's incumbent upon you to ensure what is that environment? What are the skill sets? What's the trajectory of that career? Where am I adding value? And the best place to do that is that internship and those beginning experiences that you can have from a college environment. I also think that students should not sell themselves short, and even particularly in the, in the current economy we're in. If there is not an opportunity for a paid internship, don't sit idle. Make those calls, do those connections, have those coffees so that you have an opportunity to really, in a sense, have an informal internship where you're meeting and networking, or you may offer to offer your skills up for a project. There are tons of nonprofits that also need help in various avenues from accounting resources to physical stuff to, to on the HR side, to project work, to the IT skills. All of those are great developmental opportunities that you can self-source so that you continue to sharpen your skill set. It helps you really define who you are, where you want to work. And most importantly, it also helps you continue to build your acumen in a multitude of fields because uh, you know, one of the things I say, even in banking and you find, uh, we are not just a siloed organization. We have a customer base that is so diverse. Our organization really has four main business groups, from commercial banking to wealth and asset management. So the breadth of knowledge that you may have gained along the way with exposure to different people, different organizations, allows you to be a better leader when you're within the organization because of that exposure. Uh, because we're not a silent organization. We have customers from all walks of life, all types of industries, all size corporations. And could you introduce introduce Fifth Third Bank for our student listeners out there who may have heard of Fifth Third Bank, but may not know those business lines that you're talking about? Fifth Third Bank is a uh, financial institution which has over 18,000 employees. We are a 160-year-old institution, actually. Uh, we were founded with the merger of two banks. And uh, it's kind of interesting, that name, Fifth Third, but it actually occurred because of the merger of a bank that was located on Fifth Street and a bank on Third Street. And one of the unique features that I like to tell students is that we're very proud to say that in 1977, we actually were the first bank to introduce the ATM, back then it was called G. So we were the first institution to have an ATM system in the United States. Along with that uh, robust history, we really want to be a organization that is a strategic investor to improve not only the lives of our customers, but the lives of our community. And with that, we have invested um, dollars and manpower to provide housing, uh, entrepreneurship uh, resources, in addition to robust development of small business avenues uh, for small business uh, clients. And our overall give back as we've done with our COVID relief. So as an institution, uh, we very much are a very strong and robust financial institution that has 
very strong business lines, just like a traditional bank that you may think of with consumer service, branch banking, commercial and wealth, as I mentioned. But we also are very uh, community focused bank uh, in that we very, very much believe that it is incumbent upon us to make the communities we serve better because we're there. And Hasele, could you elaborate on, on the culture at Fifth Third Bank? Because it is so important. And, and one of the reasons students do internships is so they can learn about the culture of the companies that they're, that they're interning with to see if they're, they are a fit with that company. And, and Parker, you are uh, exactly uh, on target. That, that should be one of the key factors. The students are evaluated and trying out, as I talked about, during that internship period, that they evaluate very closely the cultural alignment and the fit. For me personally, I have to work for an organization that is community-oriented. I, I grew up, um, frankly, with uh, parents who said that uh, God doesn't give us the opportunity to live, to just exist. There is accountability for the life we live. And with that, I have to work for an organization that has that same type of core values that is incumbent upon us to make sure that we work and collaborate, that we take accountability, that we are very positive in our actions, that we are not an organization that um, um, gives accolades for people who don't step up to do the right thing. Uh, we're a culture where it is applauded. We want you to speak up. We want you to look. And if you make mistakes, and we encourage mistakes because you know what? Everybody makes them and we learn. And many times out of those mistakes, we end up with a better process because a mistake was made. But we want an environment where you're comfortable taking ownership. We also want an environment where respect and diversity is included. Uh, and that's part of what has led to some of the work that we've done around Project Search, which is a partnership we actually formed with uh, a very large children's hospital in the Cincinnati area. But that whole focus when we talk about culture is that we saw the value that all of our workforce isn't the same. And we wanted to partner with uh, a project that worked with students who were developmentally challenged and had great skills, but may needed some skill building to provide opportunities. And we have partnered with Project Search and providing over 3,700 students that have intellectual and developmental disabilities opportunities to gain employability and job skills. So we talk about that cultural fit. Those are some of the things that we look for. We want students who also value the process of owning their own career. Uh, it is not cookie cutter in the world anymore. And our organization is one of the uh, pace setters in that, in that we very much are focused around your performance and your development. Development is key. We don't hire you and look for you to be hired into a role that's going to be a lifetime commitment. We want the commitment, but we want you to grow in our organization. So we want to make sure that you are able to experience additional training, that you learn new skills, that if we're learning a new language in IT and Python is that language, we want you to want that exposure and excel at that exposure. We're going to give you a platform to improve your uh, presentation, and your facilitation skills, because we all deal with people. We want you to work on your personal branding. Your personal brand is just as important to us as the brand of the organization. And all companies may not have that kind of mindset, but Fifth Third does. And that is one of the things that I think really sets uh, what we do, that commitment to you individually and holistically around your personal brand, 
uh, apart when we talk about careers and financial services and really dedicating the many weeks and months you're going to give uh, to an organization. It's not just about making fifth third who we are. We want you to be fifth third. And it sounds like students that are interning with Fifth Third Bank are going to experience a completely holistic internship from personal branding to professional development. Joseto, I'm a student. What can I expect if I've accepted an internship with Fifth Third Bank? You can expect an environment where we really want to engage you. We want this to be a win-win for you. I talked about those holistic experiences and we want to make sure that we, we understand that there are options out there. I tell students, even in times like these, there are options, whether you choose to be an entrepreneur or you choose to go into nonprofit or healthcare or some of those other segments. So we want, when you're looking at us, that this is something that is a win-win. So part of that expectation is that coaching and development, the mentorship that you're going to have. Uh, we want to make sure that in times such as today with connectivity, we want to make sure that every student had access um, to ensuring that uh, you had the resource to be successful in a virtual environment. Um, one of the things I'm very proud to say as an organization, while many organizations will not continue with the internship, we have worked many weeks and were very diligent around our commitment to ensuring that the students that we had made a commitment to that we fulfill that commitment. We felt a very strong sense of accountability to also be able to provide them a very robust opportunity, even in a virtual format. And this is work that had to be done very quickly, as I'm sure many others that maybe have made this choice did as well. But part of that is the accountability. Having an uh, assignment leader who is very engaged with feedback, mentorship, coaching, it's not an uh, area that students can expect where we're going to just give you a task to fill time, our goal is that you have a seat at the table, that you are very much immersed into the opportunities of the environment, which means that you're going to have an opportunity to work on real relevant assignments that have results that you will learn from those assignments. And you can leave and say, you know what, I was a part of building that platform that helped this customer meet their goals and objectives. So we want to make sure that students walk away knowing they're going to have real world assignments. They will have a seat at the table. There is accountability around that, but it's opportunities to grow. And then we have fun. We do a lot of things to have fun and they can expect that as well. We very much enhance and focus on our students, even in a virtual environment, working on joint projects, doing community service outreach. What are those opportunities that we can make the communities we in a better? That's a foundational part of our internship program. And we also do fun activities with uh, Funny Hat Day. We've done luncheons. We do, uh, do activities that encourage executive leadership to interact. Um, that's another thing that I want to highlight in that uh, we are very much a, a open door. So our interns interact with everybody from the CEO to um, line of business leaders. And that is uh, encouraged and supported. It's a breath of fresh air to hear that accessibility and, and such a holistic experience is, is being delivered by such a large institution. And you all seem like you you are a very first mover in the sense that you were the first ones to have an ATM and now in this virtual environment, you all have continued to chug along. And that's so exciting to hear. Joseta, from, from your experience, what are you all looking for in an ideal student candidate? 
Ideally, our sweet spot, uh, we want to be a pipeline for students. So we are exposing freshmen and sophomores to the institution. It is becoming an even more competitive landscape. So it's important to have interaction and interface with students early. Uh, for our, our actual hands-on inter, internships, uh, we typically have most, most of our interns are juniors, seniors, and some grad students. Um, and then from that, when we talk about that sweet spot, the other things that we look for is frankly what that student is bringing when we talk about the holistic self. So we very much value that student leader who may not have had extensive internships, but when I talk about the opportunity, their ability to connect what they've done on the campus to skill sets that we talked about that can we can align and we can train you on the products we can train you on our systems we can help you see and work within our work environment but we want to also see that leadership that you've had we want to see where you've collaborated that maybe you've had to negotiate through some adversity we also may see where you can work in the gray many times our worlds are not black and white sometimes they are and you know we do all have rules and regulations but there are times when you have to make decisions how did you come about the decision? We make mistakes, but how did you get to that decision? Being able to articulate those things and have done activities, whether it's with a finance club on campus, whether it's been as a quarterback of the football team. How have you taken those skill sets that you can then communicate to us and how it would fit for us to then provide you an opportunity for that exposure? And of course, we want you to have an interest in financial services. Any student who does not take the opportunity, this is a helpful hint, it's too much information out there. There is no one that you should approach without some background. So if it's a financial institution, if it's a meeting a person, you should be doing some minimal level of digging through your resources to have some information about that entity. The times are gone from any competitive landscape where people say, I just want a job. The landscape is too competitive. We're looking for that level of initial preparation that you know about Fifth Third, you know about uh, our recent uh, acquisitions, you know about our culture, and those certain cultural pieces are very relevant with things like the $32 billion community commitment, which has been huge news around our commitment to communities. We have invested a significant amount of dollars. Those are things that are public information, if a student has some of those general information about my organization or any, that's a level up. That's so exciting. And my next question to you is going to be exactly that. For a student looking to differentiate themselves in the recruitment process, they obviously have to be purposeful. What other advice would you give a student that's listening to this that wants to get a leg up on, on applying to a fifth third internship? I think it's important to stay relevant. And when I say stay relevant, all of your news, all of your information does not come from social media. It does not come from um, what you just see that scrolls on your phone. I think that you should be, it's incumbent upon you to give yourself uh, multiple avenues to solicit information. Podcasts are great. I love podcasts because you can hear so many different opinions about the world because we want students who want to work for us, but we want students who also have a um, 
idea about what's happening economically. What are institutions doing? What are the uh, trends of the future? What are customers who work, who, who, who solicit services from financial institutions expecting? What is the social media platform for a bank like Fifth Third or any others? So that level of research and exposure to all methods, uh, whether it's um, the old fashioned newspaper, whether it's podcasts, whether it's uh, reading, all of those things are critical for you to be a well-informed applicant because we really look for students who also have a very wide spectrum. We want you to come to the table when you sit in there and you're working on a new uh, campaign for a product to be able to have input. Some of that input comes from just your knowledge of the world and what you may have read or been exposed to uh, from idea generation. If you have been very um, myopic in how you approach the world, if you do not look at other things about the industry, industry trends, if you're not exposed to things that are happening uh, with current events, then you do yourself a disservice. The other thing that I say, and I talk about the community service, community service, gives you such an opportunity to test out, do a test drive on skills that you're not good at. And how do you want to improve? Excel, Access, Microsoft Word, whatever it may be, whatever the platform in public speaking. If those are things that you are working to improve upon and you feel that this may help your chances as you're interviewing, networking, building relationships, Try it out on a test run in the community. These are all opportunities. Take on a leadership program, whereas you necessarily would not have volunteered to be the team lead for your capstone project. Step out. Try out that leadership. Try out having those difficult conversations. Try out the accountability around having organizational skills. All of those are key things that make you a better candidate not only for me, but any other institution that you're looking to apply to. That's such great advice. And students from backgrounds of all over are always looking to better themselves and, and differentiate themselves. And Joseda, could you speak about Fifth Third Bank's overall diversity and inclusion strategy and how it relates to, to your all's HBCU recruitment program? Certainly. As an organization, uh, we have been very, very committed. And I talked a little bit about our, our project search and the commitment there around students with developmental um, op delays or disabilities that needed job training skills. Uh, we see ourselves as a bank um, that provides opportunities for our employees to also feel very good and connected in our workplace. Our goal of serving and creating a holistic life you know, many times people come to work and they say, well, I'm this person and that person when I leave. Our goal is to be able for you to be comfortable that you are bringing your holistic self to work. And with that, we have business resource groups that are very, very active um, in various areas from uh, our LGBTQ to Latino, young professionals, military, um, individuals with disabilities. All of these are business resource groups that help us and act as a barometer within our organization of, of our staying relevant to being um, engaged and involved in events that support our communities 
because we want to be that organization where employees not only say I have a job, but they're happy to recommend uh, talent to work for an institution that is a very vital member of setting the pace uh, for our country. I remember uh, when I was actually in human resources and I had uh, the state of Florida, uh, it was during the time when they had uh, a very terrible uh, incident uh, in Orlando related to uh, individuals' choice of lifestyle that resulted in the loss of life. Uh, we took a very strong stance. It happened in our community. Uh, we took our stance around our community and we did so much work to make sure that the community knew uh, that we were here, that we took a stance. Uh, and we've done the same around many other activities around being holistic for anyone to be our customer and anyone to work for us. Now, nobody's perfect, I say that. We all have work to do, and that's something that we all continue to grow in. And because of that, we continue to do activities to keep us robust and keep our relationships robust as there are different ch changes and needs. Uh, but we do our best to ensure that as we get feedback from employees around our level of engagement, where are the opportunities for us to stand up and be counted and give back in our communities and be engaged in pride events being engaged with Black History Month and Women's History Month, being engaged with our military and support them as they are returning and ensuring that we're providing avenues and resources for employment and reskill training. We want to be that bank. And our inclusion event, our inclusion and diversity resources ties into our community commitment. Uh, I mentioned that early and really our HBCU strategy and our multicultural event is something that has been formalized in alignment with that sense of community and engagement that we have been very strategic to provide not only dollars uh, and sourcing talent, but resources. So part of build out of that strategy is to ensure that we approach our historically black colleges and universities, not from a point that, hey, we wanna get people because we wanna check a box, you know, all financial institutions have what we call um, rankings, and you can get different levels of rankings, which, of course, impact our abilities to continue to grow in markets. And there are a number of other things that that ranking happens. But our stance is not just to check a box and say, right, we need people because we want to get this ranking. We don't want to have any issues with what the old term was redlining or things like that. Our approach is holistic in that we understand that if we can improve what happens at Florida A&M, we are not only improving the university, we're improving the lives of the community around it. We're improving the lives of the students who attend. We're improving the lives of students who are not even college students with activities that we're doing, such as we have a financial academy. So Florida A&M has a developmental resource school and the Financial Academy is one of our partners that we invested in. Why? Because holistically, we know long-term, we are enhancing that community. It's a win-win. We wanna make sure that we are there from a resource, from business development opportunities, um, not only for individuals, but also the school itself. Uh, HBCUs, uh, particularly in times right now, one of the things that I've been engaged with is a number of conversations about the viability of uh, 
small universities and HBCUs to withstand this transition that we are currently experiencing due to the pandemic. We want to be a resource to help those universities. We have a, a program that we've, we've launched to provide uh, students opportunities who don't have internships, then have to be with us, a resource. So we're giving them career literacy training that we're offering out to these universities. We're working with deans across the footprint, um, even outside of our footprint, around resources to help with them developing their curriculum as they're looking to move online about participating in a leadership series with an organization that I'm very proud to be associated with, and that's the HBCU Business Deans Roundtable, which is composed of many of the deans, college of business deans, uh, for an advisory board. And through that, we're providing leadership content to help those universities figure out how to withstand the storm. Our COVID relief again, we identified uh, partners who were in desperate need to meet the digital gap that exists. I think that we've all heard uh, throughout the media around the um, very visible um, major chasm um, that has happened with those communities that have very viable internet resources, those communities that have laptops. You would be surprised at the number of students who actually do homework on the phone unless they have access to the school library. Well, in this current environment, you can't do your homework or turn in a paper or practice those Excel skills or those access skills on your phone. And we have been a partner to help meet and, and ease some of that by offering up resources for students to get laptops, uh, get the resource they need, because otherwise these students would not be able to finish school. And we all know that HBCUs uh, while they are small in number, produce and have impacted in the United States more of the growth of the African-American middle class than any other entity or initiative in this country because of the educational opportunities that they have given. Heather, we've learned so much today about Fifth Third and, and your overall experience and, and holistic environment that you all deliver and produce to, to not only students, but employees and communities that you all are, are working with hand in hand and, and on a day to day basis. Is there anything else that you would want to share with students that we haven't talked about today that are listening to this right now about your internship program or, or Fifth Third Bank overall? Uh, uh, we still will be planning and we are very excited to be uh, still able to offer opportunities. So I encourage you to please visit our, our LinkedIn, to uh, visit our website. Um, we will be starting out in the preparation for the fall. We typically post our jobs August 1st, uh, the first week of August, and we will be heading out to campus. And we do have a overall general link to all of our positions. We are expanding into an early career space. So not only are we gonna have internships and opportunities for our leadership programs, but we also expected to have positions that are in other areas to give students exposure uh, within the bank, which means we're gonna have even more jobs that we're gonna be providing out to our community and the universities that we are uh, partnering with. The final thing that I would like to say about 
student preparation is relationships are vital. And I think this is a life skill. Build relationships. One of the main takeaways out of the internship anywhere you were, specifically with us, is building relationships that you can that you will utilize throughout your career um, in that development opportunity, either from a mentorship, either from a skill set, a learning opportunity. But it's vital to build relationships. So one of those things I talked about practice. Take the time to connect with somebody. Spend, ask for 15 minutes. And, and it's amazing to me that students don't do that with the professors. So one of the things I encourage you all, schedule those office hours. You would be surprised. One of the key people we talk to on campus is your dean, your provost, the different professors. Take the time to get to know them because they also have holistic lives. They are on boards. They are at different places of worship. They are in different places in the community. They have workplaces. Many times those professors have worked in corporate America and are now back doing things and giving back at the university. Leverage that by taking time to spend time outside of the classroom, building relationships. Hosea, thanks so much for taking the time today and sharing such valuable information with, with our students. I know that anyone out there listening has learned so much. Well, thank you, Parker. I am very excited to have had the opportunity. I am very passionate about my commitment and uh, what I believe is uh, my walk. As we talk about what are you, what are you meant to do? Uh, I I feel it's part of my walk in life that uh, I can have the opportunity to look back over the young people that I've encountered, and now they are in various leadership roles, or they have been coached to better opportunities. That that is part of building that legacy of what I want to leave in corporate America. And so I appreciate the opportunity through this podcast to touch others who I may not interact with in a day to day. And I'm on LinkedIn and I encourage anybody who wants to connect with me. Uh, I'm one of those people. uh, When you talk to people I work with, I talk to everybody. I invest in everybody. So I am very open to those connections. Thanks to Hoseta Coleman for coming on and sharing the details about the Fifth Third Bank internship, what the recruitment process looks like, and why working in a bank doesn't mean you have to have a finance background. If you're listening to this and learned some valuable information on this episode, I'd love for you to give the internship show a rating or review. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. This episode is brought to you by Scholars. Scholars matches college students and employers for internships and entry-level jobs based on their skills, experiences, and interests. Thanks for listening, and we will see you all next time when we speak to another great company about their internship program.